yeah, I think it's just about being respectful mostly and also realizing that your productivity is not more important than other people's and also that people have different methods of being productive too. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name is Femke. Today, we're going to talk about productivity, but in the workplace. We've previously done a few episodes, I think, or at least touched on it, uh, sprinkling it through several episodes. Productivity sprinkles. <laughs> yes, productivity sprinkles we've definitely talked about in the past and past episodes, but I feel like we've talked about it mostly in the context of freelancing or side projects, so more sort of personal work. But today we want to talk about productivity in the workplace. So how do you get in the productive zone at work? How do you deal with colleagues around you? Or in Charlie's case, she's remote. So it's going to be super interesting, I think, to hear our different perspectives on this and how we stay productive. Uh, so I'm actually really looking forward to this episode. I've been trialing different sort of productivity hacks or tips and tricks, however you want to call it, at work to try and get more in the focus zone. So I'm excited to talk about those later and also hear from you, your remote perspective on this. Uh, but before we dive into it, how are things going with you, Charlie? I, actually, before we recorded this, we were just looking at our list of episodes that we've recorded and sort of have in the backlog in advance. And we're almost a month ahead on recording, which is really an advance for us. We're super organized lately. Yes, it does mean, though, that by the time these episodes come out, I don't know when that is. And so I don't know like how in the future we are. But um, things are going good. I'm trialing a new, like since we're not talking about side project productivity in the episode, I'll mention it here, a new thing in my mornings where each morning is dedicated to a different like side project that I have. So like Mondays are YouTube days, Tuesdays are Patreon days, Wednesdays are podcast days, etc. And I'm finding it's really helping me to have a day like dedicated to just that side project because there's just so much to do on all of them, basically. And yeah, I've been feeling a bit overwhelmed by it and not getting as much done as I would have liked, but this is really helping. So that's good. Um, and we just signed the lease for our new flat. So that is exciting. Congratulations. That's exciting. Woo! Finally know where I'm going to live at the end of the month. Uh, I might be moved in actually by the time this episode goes out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's strange. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's really cool. And the last thing I'm doing is just prepping and like getting ready for team retreat, which is coming up really fast. And I'm, yeah, so excited to head to um, McCall in the mountains and hang out with my workmates again. Oh, sounds so awesome. Super jealous. Well, you shouldn't be too jealous because you also are going on two trips to the States in the coming month. <laughs> yes, I know. It's crazy. So I'm actually heading to San Francisco on Monday, which by the time you've heard this episode, I've probably already been. Uh, and I'll be there for a week and then heading to Colorado. Uh, this is for work. So we're doing a work research trip in the US. So I'll be gone for a week and a half and then... I come back to Amsterdam for two weeks and then I go back again, but this time to Portland. So not San Francisco, but still, you know, that side of the of the country. And I'm super excited. Actually, I'm going to XOXO Fest, which is a conference held in Portland. So jealous. Oh, I'm so excited. A lot of my friends uh, here in Amsterdam are also going. So it's going to be like a group friend trip. It's really, really exciting. I can't wait. And then after Portland, my boyfriend Owen and I are flying to the East Coast 
to New York and then we're doing like a two and a half week road trip north up the side to eventually Toronto and Montreal. So we're super, super excited. Little vacation, that one. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Because you two have never been to New York together, right? I feel like I've heard you mention. Yeah. And I've only been to New York like with my family, like a family trip, which I feel is probably very different from going as an adult or like going with friends. Like when you go with your family, you're like low budget, like we're just eating like supermarket food and like all crammed into a little hotel. Like (laughs) there's five of us, Uh, you know, so didn't really like live as a local or try the local food or anything like that. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, just preparing to go away. I actually, I almost have a trip planned for every month for the rest of the year, which is kind of crazy. And I also have a conference coming up later in the year as well. And we're going to a conference uh, together. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, there's lots of things happening. I'm just kind of mentally preparing myself for the storm. That's going to be the rest of the year, which is going to be a lot of travel, a lot of research trips for work and conferences and things like that so it's going to be a busy end of the year for me sounds like your end of the year is like my start of the year yeah, where I was away really every month then. yeah <laughs> yeah crazy we're taking turns I'm away almost every month in the second half of the year let's be honest I think September I'm not going anywhere but the rest of it I am so <laughs> I don't know if that counts we are working busy bees for sure yes well should we get into today's topic of productivity then let's talk about it how uh, how should we start this Maybe by, I want to know how productive you feel you are at work compared to your side projects. Like, is there a difference for you? Uh, Yes. I mean, at work, I definitely have more sort of set deadlines and milestones and things like that. And also because my duties at work, I guess, like ripple over to other people they affect other people right like for example engineers cannot get started until I finish the design so if I don't meet that milestone or that deadline then that's going to impact their work so there's a little bit more I guess like stakes or like you know people uh, relying on me to deliver right to a certain date so I definitely feel more um, productive in the workplace as opposed to side projects because of that. Like for side projects, I ha- I mean, sure, I can set a deadline for myself, uh, but, you know, you know what it's like. <laughs> you're the only one holding yourself to it. Yeah, right. You're the yeah. only one holding yourself accountable. And so life gets in the way, things get in the way. Like if something has to get cut because there's more important things coming into my life, then, you know, a side project could be one of those things that gets pushed back. Whereas at work, uh, there's a little bit less uh, of that breathing room. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that I used to be like maybe maybe in previous roles I've been in, I was more productive with side projects because I found more meaning in them. Like I felt more like a sense of fulfillment from working on them. And so that made me, you know, be more productive on them. Now, though, I I would say that I feel an equal sense of fulfillment from my day job work. As I do my side project work. And so because of that, I think my productivity like has switched and now I'm more productive on work tasks because like you were talking about, there's other people who are relying on me for things. And that has a huge impact, I think, on getting things done and on deadlines being actual serious deadlines when there's other people who it's affecting. You, yeah, you're more likely to stick to them, I think. How has your productivity 
changed? Like, do you think that it was because you became more interested in the work and you didn't need to rely on side projects anymore to get that fulfillment? Or do you think it just slowly happened over time? Or was it like an actual shift that you noticed? No, it was definitely, like I said, because the, I find the work more meaningful, for sure. That's, yeah, been the main main difference is that I, f- I feel a lot of personal personal sense of pride, I guess, in the work that I'm doing in my day job. And so that makes me want to be more productive with it. Now, that's not to say that I am 100% productive all the time, because I hope you will agree with me, Tim, that we all have our off days, and we all have days where we are just not as productive as others. And I don't know, some days I'm like, what the heck did I get done today? And it's just like, I don't know, a bad brain day or something where I just can't focus. Do you have those days? Please tell me you do. Yeah, I mean... I definitely have these moments where I just don't feel like working. I think we all have that, right? Like this concept of people being productive from like nine o'clock until 5 p.m. is just ludicrous to me. You know, some days you have an off day, like could be for a personal reason or it could be a work reason, you know, or I'm just not feeling in the zone. I feel especially with like being in the field of creativity, quote unquote, you know, like I think people think it's like a tap that you can just turn on and off, like just turn on the tap and all the creativity comes out and then turn it off and you can put it away for for a bit. But for me, it really doesn't work like that. Like creativity and inspiration comes to me in bursts. And if I'm in a situation where I have to be creative because a deadline is coming up or something, I can really, really struggle in that moment because for me, it's not a tap. I don't know. Other people might have that differently, but for me, I can't just turn it on, turn it on and off. So sometimes I struggle in those moments where a deadline's approaching or someone needs something and I need to deliver and I'm just not in the zone and I don't, that, that creativity is just not coming to me. Yeah. I, I hate those moments. It's like, it feels so scary because it's like what we're paid for, right? Is to be creative. And so when you're having a moment where you can't be creative, that's yeah, really frustrating. What are your main ways that you stay productive at work and try and keep out of that unproductive zone as much as possible? You mentioned trying some new things. Is is that what they're for to like, you know, stay in that good work zone for longer? Yeah. So there's a few things I do or at least try and do. One of the things is to show up lately. I've been trying to show up a little bit earlier at work because it's quieter. So I try to come in a little bit earlier in the morning where there's less people around people generally are still like even if they're there they're still kind of waking up so everyone's a bit quiet and just like wants to be by themselves I tend to find for the first hour so it's a nice quiet time so that's one thing I try to do another thing I do is I don't have any notifications on my computer so I don't get any notifications from you know, personal things like text or whatever, but also like work related things. I don't get notifications for email. I don't get notifications for chat and we don't rely on chat as much as you probably do being a remote company. So I I don't know, maybe that wouldn't work for you. But for me, I, I so far have found it to be okay because people, if they really need me, will come to my desk. And something else that I tried last week, which kind of backfired is I tried to purposefully not check my email. So there was one day where I didn't check it until like the mid afternoon. And I was like, wow, this is great because I just got into work and started working like straight away on the things that I knew that I needed to get done and things like that and wasn't distracted by email. Um, The 
downside of that for me personally in my situation is that because I work a little bit with teams in San Francisco, it means that if I received any emails overnight from them, uh, I might be missing that context. So that's kind of hard. I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, ideally, I'd love to come into the office and just sort of go straight into the focus zone, but maybe something changed overnight. And if I don't check my email, then I miss that context. So I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe you could switch to checking it once in the morning and once in the afternoon, something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I made this accident last week where, so I was really ambitious. I was like, oh my gosh, so proud of myself. I didn't check my email until like late afternoon. And then so the next day I was like, I'm going to try the same thing. And then I just was so busy that day that I didn't check it at all. Okay. And then I came in the next day and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't check my email yesterday. And then, so what happened is I was actually afraid to check it because I hadn't checked it for so long. I knew that it was going to be like an abomination of emails. So then I put it off for another day. Oh, fam. Oh my gosh. I know. So this, this is not advice. This is, (laughs) this is productivity gone wrong. (laughs) Where I was trying to be really, really ambitious. Like I was just trying to be like, okay, no email means I can be in the focus zone and work and be focused. But I accidentally then didn't check it for two days because I got this increasing fear. The longer I left it, the like more of a mountain it would be that I would have to go through and like sort and filter and whatever, check. So yeah, it didn't really work. I think what, what I'm trying to do is more keep it to like, like you kind of suggested checking it twice a day, maybe the morning and the afternoon and figuring out some kind of rhythm or routine because I was, uh, yeah, too ambitious that it backfired. Oh dear. Was there anything in particular you missed though? Or was it more that like, oh, that could have been bad? Well, the funny thing is that, and I have a colleague who uh, has this kind of opinion where he's like, yeah, well, I, I don't reply to most emails because if it's really important, they'll find a way to like the information will get to me somehow eventually. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And it actually happened to me because I found in this 48 hour blackout period, basically, you know, at one point someone came up to me and they were like, hey, so regarding my email, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm sorry, I haven't checked my email. I don't understand the context. And then, so they explained it to me and and it was fine. Like I eventually found out Uh, But I don't think that is maybe like a sustainable way of looking at it, right? No, because I think that that would mean you're inconveniencing other people, right? Like they have to find an alternate way to get their message to you. And then you'll just have a barrage of people coming up to your desk because they know you don't check email. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, it obviously doesn't work, but it was an interesting experiment for me to try for a couple of days. Because that's one of the things that's so easy to get distracted by, especially at work, is email, or in my case, Slack. Um, I have it, like, I love the time zone that I live in compared to my workmates, because I have all of this time in the morning where Slack is very quiet because everyone in the US is still asleep. And so I try and schedule my day to work on, like, my main task the main thing that I need to focus on today, I want to work on in the mornings. And there's Mondays and Fridays, I have meetings in my afternoons from like 3.30 onwards pretty much and so I definitely want to be done with like the core work I needed to do that day before that time when the US comes online and things start getting busy so that I can instead shift into the mode where I'm just helping my team late teammates and responding to them or you know being in meetings or whatever so I'm very lucky in that sense that I have this big block of time where I can focus 
But one part, like one thing about this that can go wrong is if I don't prepare in advance and it, I get to my morning and I get started on my task and then I'm like, oh, I have a question. Now I have to wait five hours <laughs> before someone can answer it. So yeah, I have to, I have to be super prepared and know what I'm going to work on the next day so that I can, yeah, get things done. Like yesterday evening, for example, I put in Slack, I was like, hey, unless anyone has any objections, I'm going to launch our mar new marketing site in my morning tomorrow. I say that a lot in my morning because <laughs> it's different from their morning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that gives people a chance to say, oh, have you thought about this? Or like, maybe you should wait till then instead. And yeah, they know what I'm going to be doing. But yeah, that huge block of time, I I think I would find it very difficult to go back to not having that. I do notice when I'm working remotely from the US, for example, that I perhaps don't get as much done. And I don't think it's because I'm in a different situation. Like I do think you get the most done when you're in your workspace, you know, but so there could be a part of that. But also I think it's because it's like Slack is just so active all day. So yeah, I feel I feel your pain. And yeah, I used to have to deal with that being in an office. Um, yeah, it's, it's not fun. I found it really, really broke my focus when people came up to my desk. That was, it really frustrated me when I was in the zone to be interrupted. Like, I'm not like an angry person, so I'd never like, you know, yell at someone or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really just was really frustrating to be broken out of that. Do you find that's a thing that happens to you a lot, working in an office? Because we had the opposite situation. You went from remote to the office. <laughs> I know. It's so strange. Yeah. So some people, so I like it when people message me beforehand, like send me a chat and say, Hey, are you at your desk? Yeah. That's very respectful. I like that. Yeah. I love that. So there's some people who do, who do that, which I really, really like. And then there's other people who don't do that and just show up at your desk, uh, which I like less. <laughs> so yeah, it depends. Sometimes it's really urgent. You know, of course, if it's urgent, then that's fine. I, I'm happy to be interrupted. But if it's just something that either could have been solved over chat or could have waited or like maybe you could have messaged me before uh, to let me know you want to come over, I much more prefer that. I feel that that's a better respect of someone's time. I tend to do that with other people. Like if I need to go and see someone or talk to someone, I typically will, will message them first. I think like, I don't know, a lot of people in my office wear headphones for most of the day and it's kind of like this unspoken rule of like if they have headphones on maybe don't disrupt them or don't disrupt their focus which I kind of like as well but sometimes it is hard when like if they're in their headphones all day and you're like watching them waiting for that moment when they take them off so you can ask them a question that's also obviously not ideal. Something else that I have been thinking about doing is actually using my calendar more to sort of block in focus times. I don't know if you do this with your morning time. I guess for you, it's more naturally a quiet period. Yeah. But for me, if I want to create a quiet period, uh, I have to create it. Uh, so for me, I've been trialing, like putting in my calendar different tasks. So like from 10 to 11 is like email time and from 12 to two is design time or whatever, whatever. And that also means that when other people check my calendar, because typically like if people want to set up a meeting with me, they'll check my calendar and find an empty slot. If they see that it's filled up with tasks, then I can kind of control a little bit more when I want to have meeting time and when I want to, you know, have focus time, which is really nice. So I'm trialing like putting in sort of three hour blocks here and there of like design time or email time or whatever to kind of control and manage a bit more 
my own time. I have a lot of workmates who do that. I've noticed because I've gone to book a meeting with them and seen like, you know, the this period blocked out, like Dylan calls it pixel pushing <laughs> when he's like, you know, in design time. Oh, nice. Uh, and sometimes there's been no available time in our, in our like crossover of our days. And so I've messaged them and been like, hey, would you mind if I booked a meeting at this time to talk to you? I know you've got this in your calendar. And they'll either be like, yeah, go ahead. Or oh, could we push it to this day instead? So, yeah, I think it's just about being respectful mostly. Um, and also realizing that your productivity is not more important than other people's. And also that people have different methods of being productive too. Right. Yeah. So just because you do something and it works for you doesn't mean it works for everyone. I don't know where quite I was going with that, but yeah, just, just highlighting that you have to be aware that your workmates may be doing different things to try and stay productive. Just like, you know, you're doing your calendar blocking thing. Yeah. Which I think comes back to why it's always like nice and respectful to either message that person in advance. If you want to come over and chat to them or check their calendar as well. Sometimes I do that, like check their calendar to see like, Oh, is she going to be at her desk or is she in a meeting or what's like, what's her headspace at right now? That's, I think that's just a matter of being respectful of other people's time. Something else I try and do to be respectful of other people's time and actually, maybe this is just me assuming and I should catch myself on this, but I really like when meetings are grouped together. So like instead of a half hour meeting, then a half hour break, then another half hour meeting, I like to have those half hour meetings back to back because I can't really like get back in the zone for like five minutes within that half hour and it'd be worthwhile. So I'd rather group them. So when I'm booking a meeting with someone else, I try and see, okay, have they got another meeting that day? Shall I just put it straight after it? So that that way... I'm not like cutting into a focus block later. Yeah, that's funny. I try and do that too. And there's actually, there was a recent case where we have a uh, biweekly one hour meeting at work. And typically like over the last few months, it's tended to only last for about half an hour. Oh, And there's a certain group of people who are in this meeting where they have another meeting immediately after. And they sort of raised this of like, look, this meeting is blocked for an hour and we have another meeting straight after. But this meeting tends to finish usually about half an hour earlier, which means that we then have 30 minutes of like, unproductive time because it's not enough time to get in the zone and so they were requesting if we could just make the meeting 30 minutes and move it to half an hour later so that they can have those two meetings back to back which totally makes sense right and I'm the same I try to do that as well where I'd prefer to just have like meetings back to back as opposed to these pockets of like time in between where you really cannot actually get anything done it's kind of frustrating actually when like I've had a few days before where it's like meetings sprinkled throughout the day and like 30 to 60 minute windows in between and you just cannot get anything done yeah those are the days where I feel super unproductive even though having meetings or whatever is something that's needed for work so technically I've done those sure yeah it's not measured in the design like improvements to the designs I've been making that day so yeah it's a different yeah um, I do, so I, I'm lucky in that I work remote and that I can just ignore Slack if I want to <laughs> for a bit. Right. <laughs> so if I really need to focus and it's my afternoon and Slack is really active, I'll just like either turn notifications off or just not look at it for a while. You know, everyone has my phone number. If something's truly, truly urgent, they can ring me if they need to. You know, there's ways to get in touch. And so, yeah, I, I do find it hard though to switch off from Slack because I think because 
I don't see my team physically, so I miss them. <laughs> and and seeing their messages in Slack sort of feels like that, you know, camaraderie and, you know, a, a group of people working together. And so I actually enjoy it and I find it quite motivating to see what other people are working on because it just, you know, gives my work more purpose when I know that it affects theirs, like we talked about at the start. But yeah, I'm, I've got to break out of the Slack habit too much in my afternoon. I feel, I feel like I'm like replying to everything because I'm just so excited to have people around me by the time the afternoon comes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever like, I mean, you, you work remote, so it might be different for you, but I find that if I really have something I need to get done, like it's really urgent or the deadline's approaching or whatever, sometimes I will actually like go somewhere else like go away from my desk and have a change of scenery or go to a quiet space or a quiet spot or you know somewhere where if people are coming to my desk and finding me I'm not going to be there haha (laughs) do you ever do that like have a change of scenery or go somewhere else if you're like okay I need to get this task done I'm going to go to this location and just block it out and do it for the next hour that sometimes helps for me sometimes I don't know I can't put my finger on why but every now and then there'll be a day where I just can't focus at home in my normal workspace. And so instead of like suffering through it, basically, I will pack up my computer and head to a coffee shop instead. And yeah, the fact that I'm sitting there and I like probably only have like a three hour block before I need to head home again or, you know, need to buy something else in order to not feel like I'm leeching off their Wi-Fi too much. (laughs) uh, It does really help me get something done to be in that different location. I totally get that. Yeah. I do something as well where in the mornings when I'm working on my side projects, I don't work on them at my desk. I like grab my computer and sit on the sofa. Right. So that then when I come to my desk, it's like this mental shift of, yeah, time to time to focus on work now. That makes sense. One thing we haven't really talked about is like note taking or making to-do lists or things like that. Do you do anything like that to stay productive at work? Al actually brought this up in the community saying that, Uh, He often writes a paper timeline in a notebook on one side in 9 to 6 p.m. blocks. And then he says he scribbles requests from people into slots without losing focus too much. And then he also says that he lists the top three to five things that he needs to get done that day, which helps give him focus for the day. And then says that, you know, writing things down helps give him more sense of control, get things out of my head and less flailing of too many things mentality. I like that idea of a timeline. That's really cool. I have done it before where I have blocked out my calendar, like done calendar blocking. And in particularly busy or unfocused times, that really helps me um, to plan like, okay, I'm going to spend two hours on this project, then I'm going to spend an hour on this or whatever. But usually all I'm doing is just using my bullet journal, just like I do for my side projects. Um, And we've talked about bullet journals. There's been an episode on that. So I write down what I need to get done that day in there. And we use Basecamp as a team for our like projects that we're working on and every Monday as a team like us in marketing will set a to-do list of what we want to get done that week in there so I kind of pull from that to my bullet journal each day if that makes sense I'm like okay what's left okay I need to work on this today so that I can get it done by Friday that sort of thing what about you you know I've tried using my bullet journal at work and I just couldn't get into it interesting yeah, I know. It's kind of frustrating because I really want to. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I really have enjoyed using it for personal and side project stuff. But for some reason, I just cannot get into it at work. I mean, for me, I have to transport it from home to work. Like it's the same journal. I wonder if maybe having two different ones would help. Maybe, yeah. Like I don't know how in my journal to maybe better make it like 
obvious that these are the work tasks, these are the personal tasks, because everything kind of then mashes together. I don't know. I just haven't managed to find a way that works for me. So I actually don't have any kind of to-do list or <gasps> any kind of note. To- I know, shocking. Oh my God, how? I just, I just literally would not get anything done if I didn't have a list in front of me. I know. <laughs> of the things I needed to do that day. I, I can get scattered really easily. And so I would like start on one thing, then go to another. And then like, before I know it, I'm finding myself working on this project that's not actually meant to be happening for another few weeks, but I just got excited. And so having a list helps me, yeah, stick to it and know how much I need to fit it in a day. But you don't find that that's a problem for you, obviously, because you're still getting your work done. <laughs> Charlie, I, I'm living I'm living on the wild side, you know, taking it risky. <laughs> yeah, living on the edge. <laughs> The productivity edge. <laughs> yeah, uh, I basically just make the to-do list mentally in my head, which I know is so bad. And Oh my God, write that down. Your brain doesn't need to be worrying about that stuff. It's got like pixels to worry about. <laughs> I know, because when I park something mentally in my mind, I'm like, okay, don't forget it, don't forget it. So Exactly. <laughs> I know, I, I need to figure out a way or a system that works for me because I've just been doing it mentally, which is obviously not great. So yeah, don't don't take any advice from me on this uh, subject. <laughs> oh, wow, man, I can't believe that. <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Todd also brought up something uh, in the community. He says that he often struggles with feeling comfortable and that can affect his productivity. And he talks about like how one of the places he's worked at in the past was inadequately heated. It was messy. It was cluttered and quite dirty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, of Definitely. Like I have to have a space that I feel, you know, comfortable in, is clean, is fresh. You can like think and is, you know, fostering productivity, basically. Uh, you the same, Charlie. Do you think you could work in a messy, dirty environment? Um, not dirty, but my desk is always messy. Um, one thing, though, I'm fine if it's messy with like work stuff. That doesn't bother me at all. But where my desk is in our living space at the moment, the kitchen is right to the left of me. And this sounds ridiculous, but my desk used to be maybe like six inches pulled forward, right? And so out of the corner of my eye, I could see the kitchen bench. And if there's anything on it, it would really like distract me and bug me. And Uh... yeah, Um, obviously the solution should have been just make sure the kitchen bench is clean at all times. But no, my solution was just push my desk forward a bit. Now I don't have to look at it. And I think that's much better, actually, because it it means that uh, there's no risk of of that distracting me, you know, and I don't have to rely on my morning self to be 100% tidy in order to have a focused day. So it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing how much your environment can affect what you get done and yeah, how you feel about your work too. So I feel you, Todd, I feel you. Yeah. I, I sit pretty close, reasonably close in my office to some like security gates and they beep every time someone walks through. Yeah. They can be hard. So like hence headphones most of the time. And yeah, we have like cleaners that come around and collect dishes or like watering the plants. I mean, I understand they need to do that. Sometimes that can be distracting as well. So yeah, hence why like going back to sometimes I just go to a different space if I am getting too distracted by stuff around me, that tends to help if, if the environment I'm currently in is really distracting or things are happening around me. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Can we bring in some more questions from our community? Because I see we've got a couple here and there's one that I want to talk about from 
Alexa, yeah, who says that, oh, I'm lucky I don't have like an Amazon thing because it would have just gone off then. <laughs> um, <laughs> she says that she's worried about muting or blocking messages from Slack or email because she's still at the point in her career where she's learning. And so she's like, I don't know, she says, I figure that would give me a bit of anxiety thinking I would be missing something if you're ignoring emails and messages. And I totally get this because I think when you're new to a job, or like new to an industry, you want to be like always available and like showing that you're there to help and you're keen to learn. So maybe being able to not look at emails or messages is a, like a privilege you earn over time at your role. Because I would still feel that like if I started a new job tomorrow, I would want to be always available for, for people to talk to because I wouldn't want them to think, oh, is she even there? Like, is she even working? What's she up to? So that makes sense. But at the end of the day, your company wants you to get stuff done, right? And so if not looking at emails or like only looking at emails twice a day is what's going to help you get more done, that's going to be more valuable to the company than you replying immediately. Because like we've talked about, people will find other ways to get in touch with you if they need you. And yeah, the information will get there. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're starting a new job, always at least the first month, if not three, you're just figuring it out, right? Like... There's so much to figure out uh, and learn, like how much should I be available on Slack or whatever? What are all of these emails about? And so definitely, I mean, usually in that first month, at least I'm checking everything and just learning about how things work. And you also then learn over time, like what you should and maybe don't need to pay as much attention to. So I think you can kind of develop your own rules as you learn over time. Uh, if you're kind of a few months in and like Alexa, you're worried about missing something on or missing out on learnings, then I would suggest maybe putting in like, or scheduling blocks of time that you check your Slack or whatever. So that way you don't miss out. You still get to catch up and, and learn from it, but you also still give yourself the time to have the focus time, be productive, do the, the bulk bit of your work. Because like you said, Charlie, that's obviously super important. And if you're not delivering on that, then that could raise some red flags. So I think it just comes up to you managing your time and making decisions about what to prioritize as well. Yeah, totally. What do you do, Fem, for communicating with like your teammates about the way that you want to be productive? Because like we talked about, there's, you know, different people have different needs. Have you told your workmates like that you are only checking email once a day or whatever when you when you did that experiment or did you just kind of just do it no it's not like I sent everyone <laughs> I, I work with an email to be like I'm not checking email for the next 24 hours I did talk about it in the open with my colleagues that sit around me like yeah 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 that's more what I meant yeah I was like expressing my feelings and like on day two and I was like I haven't checked my email in like a day and a half they were all laughing and thought it was hilarious um so I I've I was open about what I was doing but I wasn't like you know, communicating to my stakeholders that I wasn't checking email or this is the best way to contact me over the next 24 hours or whatever. No, I wasn't doing it that seriously. So I guess I don't really communicate when I'm in the focus zone, but I'm hence I'm trying to move to the calendar approach where at least that information is available. If a stakeholder or an engineer or whatever is trying to get hold of me and I'm not getting back to them, at least they could maybe check my calendar and learn why, like, oh, she's busy doing this or whatever. And what about your, you, you mentioned the headphone rule 
sort of thing before. Is that just like unspoken throughout all of Uber that headphones on means please don't interrupt? Uh, I don't know about all of Uber, but like at least within my cool team, it seems to be a thing. Like you see a lot of like if you really need someone the like waving happens you know like the dancing like hey i'm trying to get, try to get your attention yeah and like most people are pretty flexible some people can be a bit more strict like they'll take their headphones off and be like i'm sorry i'm in the focus zone right now can you come back in half an hour and then put their headphones back on good yeah which i really respect i have not been able to do that confront people like that um so it depends person per person like how strict their their headphone rule is i guess because i used to do that as well in the last office job i worked at would always want to wear headphones when i wanted to focus just it was yeah i was so distracted otherwise but some people didn't realize that right and so i was like i would like make a show of like taking it off like yeah like sort of half keep them off sort of like i wish that i could have had the confidence to be like excuse me i'm in the focus i can come back later uh something i use that we've talked about in previous like productivity episodes is the pomodoro technique as well where you work for 25 minutes then have a five minute break another focus 25 minutes five minute break etc um repeat four times then you get a 30 minute break that's your like pomodoro rundown so when I worked in an office, I would do this Pomodoro technique and I would have the timer like on my screen, kind of so everyone could see it. And the first time I did it, uh, it backfired and I just got mostly people asking questions of like, what's the timer? Like tapping me on the shoulder. Yeah. Like, what is that timer? <laughs> but after after I told them, then it was kind of like a sign to not like, okay, Charlie's, you, you can talk to her in seven minutes because you can see the timer on the screen sort of thing. Yeah, but luckily I don't need to do that these days. Some people on my team do message when they're about to like go offline for a chunk of time, which is which is good, I, I guess, like if you needed something from them. But I don't do that because I think that everyone has ways that they can get in touch with me if something is truly urgent and very few things are truly urgent enough to need to interrupt me while I'm focusing for a few hours. So I'll just disappear if I need to, basically, and come back later. Al uh, also mentioned he does the headphone thing as well, but he also changes his status in Slack to heads down on working, ignoring Slack, come and talk to me if you need help. And then he quits Slack or, or keeps it hidden somewhere. So I think that helps like, right. I mean, it depends what your go-to tool is and where people are going to find your availability. And I guess as long as you're sort of Maybe not like religiously updating your status there, but keeping mindful that people will probably check there. Yeah. So if you do really need this focus time or don't want to be interrupted or not be available to people, then maybe consider communicating that there so that people know. Yeah, that's smart. I think that's a good like way to sum up the episode is that being productive at work is about doing what you need to to get the job done, but also about being aware that other people need you for things because that's what it's like to work in a company you are part of a team and you know you're working on something together you're not in a silo so you have to deal with all of it basically and schedule in time to help people as well as time to focus on your own thing yep and just be respectful of other people's time too right like I, I often find that when I need someone in my mind it's like really urgent but in it's in the grand scheme of things it may not be as urgent as you think yes totally just keep that in mind as well like how urgent is this for that person or like is do I really need this right now or could it wait a day you know things like that yeah keep that in mind and that that involves you being more organized as well 
I've definitely had this too where I've like, oh, I really need this thing. Like, why didn't I ask them that before I came to this point in the task, you know? And now it's like really blocking me. It's on you to not get in that situation, basically. Mm -hmm. This was a good episode, I think. This was fun to talk about. Yeah, so many good things shared. Thank you for sharing all your tips and tricks, Charlie. Thank you too, Fem. And thank you to our community members as well for sharing theirs, asking questions. It's always good. If you want to join the community, you can join Al, Alexa. Todd. Who else did we share? Uh, Todd, yeah. Uh, you can go to designlife.fm slash community and there you will be able to sign up and join people like this where we have interesting conversations like these ones. Yeah, it's great. And if you want to listen to more episodes, head to designlife.fm. Our website by this stage has been relaunched and is all nice and new. That them designed and built in Webflow. Very, very cool. So go check it out. Listen to some past episodes. And you can also find us on Twitter at designlife.fm. Send us any topic requests if you have one. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. All right, Fem. Have a good day. All right. Enjoy your day. Be productive. productive. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Bye.